Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? My friends, I've had this dream for more than a decade now. A dream which I have invited all of you to share with me. In six months, we begin construction of Real Feels City, where old Detroit now stands. Old Detroit has a cancer. The cancer is bad movies, and it must be cut out before we employ the two million workers that will breathe life into the city again. Yeah! Yeah! Although, shifts into the tax structure have created an economy ideal for corporate growth, community service, in this case, genre enforcement, have suffered. I think it's time that we give something back. Dick? Take a close look at the track record of this company, and you'll see we have gambled in markets traditionally regarded as non-profit. Sausage factories, candy corn farms, shower water treatment plants. I say, good business is where you find it. As you know, we've entered into a contract with the city to run local genre enforcement. But at Security Concepts, we believe an efficient genre force is only part of the solution. No, we need something more. We need a 24-hour-a-day genre enforcement officer. A cop that doesn't need to eat or sleep. A cop with superior movie choices and the reflexes to use them. Fellow executives, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you the future of genre enforcement, Jack 209. The Jack Always Knows series 209 is a self-sufficient genre enforcement robot. 209 is currently programmed for cyberpunk pacification, but that is only the beginning. After a successful tour of duty in old Detroit, we expect 209 to become the hot podcasting product for the next, next decade. Dr. McNamara? We'll need an arrest subject. Mr. Kinney? Uh, yes, sir. Would you give us a hand, please? Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> Mr. Kinney is going to help us simulate a typical arrest and disarming procedure. Mr. Kinney, use your copy of Rat Race in a threatening manner. Point it at Jack 209. Yes, sir. Please put down your shit movie. You have 20 seconds to comply. I think you better do as he says, Mr. Kitty. You have 15 seconds to comply. You have your direct violation of movie code 113 section 9. You don't have five seconds to comply. Five, four, three, two. Oh, help me, God, help me! I am now authorized to use physical force. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to the Real Fails podcast, where we bring you a different movie of a different genre 
Fortnightly. 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 And out of the the depths of Bilbo Grab Baggins, we bring you my genre choice for Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Which is 1987's Robocop. Mm. Unfortunately, no one deciphered your clues today. Uh, I'm I'm terribly surprised they didn't. So we had had Jesus walking on water, which is... uh, and the symbolism of uh, RoboCop as the Christ-like figure, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. being crucified, rising from death, performing miracles. Uh, we have Kurtwood Smith, who plays just a fantastic villain in this as uh, Boddicker. Uh, he was the, that's him as the president of the uh, Federation. Federation from uh, Undiscovered Country. Uh, we also had some, uh, I believe, a mirror with some lines of cocaine and a uh, rolled-up dollar bill or something uh, as a homage to the downfall, uh, the death scene of uh, Miguel Ferrar's character. Uh, and then we had the Borg Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I thought the Borg Queen was a nice touch. Sans body being lowered down to sort of really nail home the whole cyborg mm-hmm. component of this. Uh, so, but uh, before we get too deep into it, can we see? Uh, welcome to uh, News at Three for Old Detroit. And we're gonna bring you uh, tonight, uh, sponsored by the Six Thousand XUX, the Bean Footage. Our friends, I've had this dream for more than a decade now. No, this guy's gonna be your new partner. Glad to know you, Murphy. Old Detroit has a cancer. Cancer is crime. Three dead police officers, one critically injured. And it must be cut out before we employ the two million workers that will breathe life into this city again. Get the best of both worlds. The fastest reflexes modern technology has to offer onboard computer-assisted memory and a lifetime of on-the-street law enforcement. some great bean footage diana folks at home what did you think we're real feels podcast and we don't strike (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so what did you guys think of this movie uh is this something that has been in your wheelhouses is this something you've only seen maybe once or twice oh no this is this is very much a rewatch i think this might have been like my seventh or eighth time that i've seen robocop it is a, a true delight. And the more that I was watching it now, 
I was kind of realizing like, oh, yeah, Paul Verhoeven. We know we know Paul Verhoeven. We Verhoeven. like Paul Verhoeven. This is his uh, second uh, second appearance on The Real Feels. Yeah. Uh, the first was Nathan's Starship Troopers episode. Mm-hmm. Would you like, Would to, you know like to know more? Exactly. And I'm sure all of us are big fans of like Total Recall and even the special effects artists for this movie who was, you know, designing the suit, uh, worked on... 1982's The Thing. Blade Runner. And Blade, and Blade Runner. Runner as well. Yeah, see, so we have a, we have a quite a few people and, coming back. And, and no, no computer generated Span no expense. Uh, the, stop motion entertainment mm-hmm. for uh, Ed 209. Uh, which I thought was really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is like where, where like the gears are spinning on yeah. the back. There's a lot going on there. Uh, and then just the, the overarching gore uh, that the director, Paul Perhoven, uh, uh, said was essential uh, to bring this out as more comedic uh, by going over the top with really every aspect of the gore. And that, I think, is is we're introduced that by the, the scene that we just parodied. I mean, the theatrical cut, uh, you know, is much different. The cut that I watched... Uh, they, as well as the made-for-TV. <laughs> well, no, the the cut that I watched was the director's cut, mm. which uh, they when when the poor Mister Keeney gets uh, shot several times and then collapses into the model of Delta City, uh, that's where it cuts away in the original theatrical cut. Uh, but in the more modern versions, uh, and one of the reasons it was sent back with an X rating was the con- robot continuing just yeah. to blast away in the squibs full of spaghetti oh, squash and marinara sauce. Blood. Uh, just, just going all over more the place. Blood, uh, more blood, more blood, more blood. It's to the irony that they spent so much time trying to send it back. Nope, too violent. Nope, send it back. Too violent. That nowadays, the only cut you will see is the violent one. <laughs> and it's it's fun to like, again, look, and I, 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 and I know our, our track record, you know, with the director so far with loving Starship Troopers. And he he does love intertwining characters into some type of a romance, which I know originally he wanted to have a sex scene between Murphy and Lewis, and it's like mm, we're what? talking pre RoboCop Murphy, right? No, I hope not. Or, uh, no. or else, we're, we're, no. else we're, we're edging into Fisto the Love Bot. Territory. No, I mean he he wanted them to have some type of a of a relationship, you know, obviously before he had got blown up and you know made into a cyborg, and then like they're like, no, we're not going to do that. But I mean, even when he had gotten the original script, he read the first page, threw it away, and it was almost like a Stephen King moment when Stephen King had his original book of Carrie and he finished oh, Nancy it. Allen, uh, who got her, her yeah. acting start as Carrie. Yeah. Uh, and Lewis. Whoa, whoa. And he, he, uh, he threw it away. He threw it away because he thought like his first draft of Carrie was just trash and garbage. And thankfully his wife, who is also his editor and, you know, goes over all of his work. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're keeping this. Picked it up out of the trash and told him like, what are you doing? Like, no, this is not sit down and listen. Let's go through this. And the same thing for the director. She went through and like finally convinced him, like uh, this this uh, script is actually good for you. It actually has a lot of thematic elements that you're going to enjoy. It goes along with some of the messages you want to deliver. Now he wanted a rewrite, but then he finally realized that the original script was far better uh, than what he was originally going to have a rewrite well, and, for. And much like uh, Starship Troopers, this is not your normal you know action flick. 
Mm, it's a you know, satire it, one. It is. <laughs> and uh, they touch on corporate greed, corporate overreach, and the dangers of privatization for public services. Over-militarized police. Uh, militarized police. They also touch on some religious aspects, uh, such as, uh, you know, the the idea that Peter Weller's character, Murphy, uh, is um, crucified when he's executed grotesquely by Boddicker, yeah. which is an amazing scene with, mm. with amazing special effects. And then he is resurrected as RoboCop. He even walks, walks on water walks on during water. Uh, the, one of the last scenes, Amen. rescuing damsels in distress. Mm. That, that scene itself, I mean, just for the practical effects there, I mean, it's, it's noted that a lot of the cast and crew were actually kind of nauseous during the firing scene, especially still with Weather himself, as well as the stunt body double that was made out of a cast of his face. And it's just like, it's even believable, even for a half second but at the same time, like does, does that much blood really come out? Uh, uh, sure. Why not? Well, maybe. I mean, the uh, same, the knows? same can be said for, you know, when, when red got stabbed, <laughs> stabbed into the neck with the uh, computer spike. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> well, I mean, because one huge blob falls on RoboCop and then the rest of it is just firing out like a geyser. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this one, was released in July of 1987. A uh, budget of 13.7 million dollars. Mm-hmm. American box office 53.4, which for 1987 uh, is not too bad. Oh, I, that's a success. That's, that's very that's much a, a success. That's a success. But they, they went over budget. Well, they went over budget. They did not shoot the Peter Weller death scene till last. Till they went, and the executives like, okay, well, here's a couple million dollars more. Do you know why they were allowed to get a couple million dollars more? I, oh, I don't so recall. the contract for the agreed upon budget of the film was actually never signed. It was a clerical error. So they were they were basically coming back going like, we need more money. We're not giving you more money. I don't know. You never agreed upon a cost. <laughs> Uh, so we have a fantastic cast. Uh, of course, Peter Weller playing the, the titular role. Miguel Ferrer, uh, I who is... I uh, love him. Yeah, I, he uh, he sings to me best in... Well, he plays an amazing asshole executive in this. But he one of my favorite roles period. is Hot Shots Part Duh I, uh, <sighs> for him. Uh, Nancy Allen, we've already, we already talked about. Kerwood Smith, this was his first sort of big four-way, foray so into... Good the silver screen. He had done a lot of, he's, he's fucking amazing. So the director of Verhoeven thought that with glasses, Kurtwood Smith looked like, uh, Himmler, okay. the Nazi Gestapo chief. Uh, so that's how Kurtwood Smith tried to play it. Sort of this, uh, smooth, slick, sort of, um, scoundrel scumbag. Uh, and actually uh, a fun fact, the, uh, the secretary that he's chatting up, uh, hey, well, what are you doing later on yeah. today? It's actually <laughs> Kurtwood Smith's wife. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then um, we've got Ronnie Cox as Dick Jones. Dick Jones usually, or Ronnie Cox usually always plays the good guy. And uh, he was cast as Dick Jones, the scumbag executive in this one. And he said in an interview that by far being the bad guy is 10 times more fun than ever being the good guy. Good for you, Ronnie Cox. So B- Paul McCrane, who plays uh, the balding kind of redhead guy, the, the the toxic Avenger, uh, if you will. So he 
I think quite often gets well, that's a great scene. That's a great scene. It is. Um, which also is one of the reasons why it was sent back to try and say, like, we should cut this out. We need it to be R, not X. He's he's uh, like repeatedly, I think, cast as this this repeated henchman role number three. of like, no, not like henchman, <laughs> but like, but like people with for like, just this like attitude. He he plays a guy that you don't mind something bad happening to because he's just such a dick, but he's good at it. He he's a dick in this. He was a dick when he was cast in ER when it was 1987's The Blob remake. Uh, you're like he is a piece he of shit sheriff. He reminds me of an older flea from Yes. Uh, yes. Or like definitely or even like uh maybe like Sting and Dune, just that kind of like, ooh, I why do I like like you? But at the same time, I'm not. Supposed oh no, yeah, to like you, you like it. But he's cocky as hell. Yeah. He's cocky. I mean, like, and he. But please, I mean, just the whole like, like, hey, that. fill it up, and don't don't do anything. I'm a pretty good shot. What are you reading there? <laughs> Plain geometry. Are you a college boy? <laughs> Can you outsmart a bullet? And I'm thinking, like, how are you gonna outsmart a bullet? <laughs> but uh, Kurtwood Smith as Bodiger, the the one of two villains, but. Uh, He's got such great lines. Oh, one yeah. of them was ad-libbed. Uh, not this one, but it tiger. Well, daddy, tell me, can you fly? <laughs> and he gets Bitches booted leave. out of the van. <laughs> Bitches leave, uh, which was also um, uh, when he gets brought in by RoboCop and he gets thrown against the sergeant's desk and book him. Oh, he's a cop killer. So he uh, ad-libbed spitting the blood out on the desk and going, where's my fucking phone call? <laughs> I, I really love just the, the again, he knows his weight that he can push around. He knows even that if he leaves, it might be slightly detrimental, but he can still walk out on his own volition and still do quite well. Because even when he walks in and he's all like, he's a cyborg. He recorded everything you said. And he's like, look at my face. <laughs> You cocksucker. I work for Dick Jones. I work, I work for, for Dick, Dick Jones. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of cocks, let's uh, talk about one of my one of my uh, least favorite parts of the movie. And that's the with, power uh, of the penis. The, the, the downfall of Robocock may have been inverted uh, if Nancy Allen was a not chewing gum and B decided not to look at the black henchman's cock. What is like, you mind if I put this away? Zip it you mind up. if I zip this looks up? At, she looks at him. He and knows she's going to do it, too. As soon as she looks too. down, that's where she gets booted over the, the power rail. of the dick. It's the power it's the of power the power of cock. <laughs> what I think is stupid is that, like, I mean, she he knocks her down, and she, you know, she goes down, and she's not moving. He's a really bad henchman to, like, then walk away from this and bad go henchman. back. <laughs> you like my car? <laughs> Factory sealed and everything. But like for him to go back and be like, yeah, I took her out. And it was like, no, you left her alive. Does this feel kind of, does, does, um, what's his name's character? The, the laughable, uh, laughing, uh, Jesse Goins. Does he, now does this role kind of fill in Die Hard, the, all right, uh, all through the house, not a mouse was stirring except two from the front door and side-by-side -side <laughs> formation. Like, that kind of... <laughs> um, it does, does have a little bit of that. Yeah, but still kind of good. I liked his laugh. I think that's what kind of kept him alive for quite a while in the film. They're like, ah, we got to have his laugh in there a little bit more. Well, you, you buy it for a dollar, right? <laughs> That's right. I mean, jeez. He's he's so fun. And I mean, it's obviously a spin on like Martin and Rowan's laughing. And it's just, a, it's such a hoot. And it's it's probably, I think, the most quotable 
thing from the movie aside from you know dead or alive you're coming with me i I mean just the just the whole it's weird because it seems that i mean it's repetitive enough because it keeps to the nature of what those style of sitcoms were or those like laughing shows but for them to just be repeating various scenes and he just keeps repeating the same line it it worked its own magic and and he was supposed to be an american version of a more over-the-top benny hill yeah yeah, I think it worked well. It's like, yeah, it's good. It's a birthday present from me. Well, how about I have you both? We've had our shots. Now, something that bothers me is what the happened? First... <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then uh, someone the... will be on the side of the stage and they'll throw some water and I'll say, what happened? It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. So the first time RoboCop makes an appearance in public to, to stop crime is when he stops the uh, the, the, the robbery rape. of the convenience store. Oh no, store, yeah, that's right. Uh, which is actually the the robber is the stunt coordinator for the film. That. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck me! me. Fuck me! Fuck, Fuck me! me. Uh, now, now, when he's like, "Open the safe, old man," and he's like, "We ain't got no, no safe. safe." Now, did he drink all of those beers? That and he do they up? set? Do they set up like he's all like, well, the beers every the single the, day? Not in the ship is like Where? Where's the where's the stock boy who's setting up all those beer cans every single morning when they put in all of their money from the day yeah. in the safe? I, don't like it. I just it's. It's funny. The the take for him to leave apparently took 50 tries because the rubber gloves made it damn near impossible for him to catch those keys. It's like, give him a car. Thank you. <laughs> well, and apparently that suit uh, was hellish to wear. Oh, yeah. Where Peter Weller was sweating out three pounds a day of water just so they, just moisture so they finally yeah. had to install like a micro ac unit yep. into it to keep that suit cool. um, the other ones the like the stunt double suits the suit itself was the most expensive wow. aspect of the entire film what like singly single-handedly like one million dollars minimum to build that suit and the special effects guy who worked for um botan i think is the name botany bay botany bay the guy who worked on the thing apparently him and Verhoeven just hated, hated each other. Like the relationship was awful. Thank God they came back together and they worked up with each other for Total Recall, which actually won the special effects artist an Academy Award. Uh, Susan, can you tell Verhoeven that no, I don't think this scene is like they don't even talk to each other. Just <laughs> no, there was something where Verhoeven chose to do something and uh, the special effects artist didn't talk to him for the rest of the shoot. Like so, we, I forgot five? exactly it, what it went was, down. It was whether or not they wanted <gasps> that was his the helmet, helmet off, yes, uh, and reveal Weller's full face, which I thought was a great scene. Also, like you do get some of those Borg Queen vibes, right? By, by the skull going back, and the, you can see and the skin. Like, the, like the, the, the special really effects well artist done. wanted it. He mm-hmm. wanted it to stay on. Right, yeah. and Verhoeven wanted like, no, I want to see yeah, like he, this cybernetic like the, brain, they will and be able to light it right. They'll be able to see I, the special effects makeup. You and- need it because you still need to know that Murphy is human, because you still need to see the face. I mean, even he, like, he warns Lewis, he's like, "You're not gonna like what you're gonna see." Like, are you shitting me? You don't even know what you're gonna see. Like, you should be the most unprepared person. Well, he runs on MS DOS. So. I. <laughs> <laughs> It it tastes like baby C food. C colon backslash doom to dot exe. File. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Forward slash run. <laughs> so this movie, I watched this movie. This is probably my sixth time watching it. Um, and I'll confess, 
I've never watched RoboCop 2 or anything oh, else. D- just watch them. You could watch RoboCop 2. I'm not sure if RoboCop 3 is worth it, to be I, honest. Mm, yeah, well, you, okay. you, I'm sure, the, like, ah, mm, is like okay, no, no, no. any like, movie that you say people sh- should watch. <laughs> <laughs> the completionist in me tells you to watch the franchise, okay? And I think with... An entire viewing uh, of a franchise, you can definitely get a respect for, again, where they started and where they're even ending. And, and it can definitely tell you, like, did we go too far at this point? And, and now, even from, you know, the three original movies, we had a 2014 remake. They didn't even wait 20 years. Well, they no. didn't even wait 30 years. But, yeah. Uh... So 2014 remake. And then uh, you had the there was, a, I mean, obviously the Robocop cartoon TV show. You had a live action show and then you had uh, several video games. But now there's like fan made movies that are out there. Kick that... Punch Man. <laughs> oh, but, wait, what? <laughs> Does that come from community? And community? if you go out there on the on YouTube, you can definitely find random commercials where Robocop is uh, selling uh, used cars. Like, no, fried chicken in like Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one of him. Like dressed up as the colonel, selling delicious chicken. or not, you're coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> the marketing writes itself. It writes itself. <laughs> Don't you want like a movie or like a short film of Colonel Robocop? <laughs> Maybe. I don't have to like it. Maybe. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the second one, the villain is the guy who played the um, the axe murderer from the beginning of action last, oh, last action, action hero, hero. Uh, and then they put his brain into yes. 209 yeah because that was that was the new style they did like or like all right here's our trial run and they show like the robot like ripping off its head and ripping its face open they're like all right there's still a few bugs <laughs> uh, yeah uh, just a glitch and that's what a they do they, dick. they go with a uh like a sociopath's uh brain yeah and then the third one's got the kid villain and the weird <laughs> drug. We're, I, I think that's the lesser of the three offerings. The, I don't want to even talk about that the like 2014 the, version Dust? because I feel that at its core, it's completely unnecessary. I didn't think it was necessary. I also don't think it's like 100% terrible, but it, I don't think it holds a candle to the original. I, I know, which is why you shouldn't do remakes <laughs> of movies no, that no, don't no, need no, remakes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you too. Pattern familiars. Two so, weeks from now. Real quick question. So ED209, when he gives them 20 seconds to comply and then shoots them, the buddy of... <laughs> uh, he's like, don't touch him. I said, don't touch him. I'm like... <laughs> He's bleeding profusely. First of all, he's dead. <laughs> he's but like, dead. He was dead when he hit the table. Someone call, call, an, uh, someone call 911. <laughs> I'm like, they're, call paramedic. They're, he is not he's surviving out, any of like, this. Don't touch him. Like, like, he's like a baby bird that if you touch him, the mother's not going to take him back. Like, what What the hell is wrong with you? He's bleeding. It's like, no, no, no. Nathan, what, Nathan, what, he's... What's the outcome he's hoping for? An open casket funeral? <laughs> Leave his boots on. He's bleeding all over. He's bleeding all over the fake, like, plastic... You don't know, Chicago, Chicago cityscape, like which just all like, like <laughs> just like any villain those, needs, they need a plastic cityscape. All of the, like uh, the texts that were like kind of running the show, and they're all scrambling to like unplug shit. You know, they all look at each other like, so who gets fired because of this? <laughs> like we were a team, <laughs> do we all get fired? Or? 
it's it's so dumb because this like you know Knight, even yeah. the boss is he all like controlling the arm. He's just like dick. I'm very disappointed in you. And I'm like, disappointed? A man yeah. died. Like, so, oh, I, it's, I'm sure the, I'm sure it's just a glitch. The stu- they shot that scene twice. The stuntman wore over 200 explosive quibs, not to mention various explosive bags of fake viscera. And he said it was one of the most painful scenes that he'd ever done because each one of those 200 squibs going off felt like he was getting punched. <laughs> and, and you can see the rapid fire nature that those yeah. quibs are going off yeah oh my god he gosh. probably looked like he got done playing like a jackass scene after that with all the oh they uh, the the riot balls being fired yeah. at them and then uh <laughs> the best part about that like and this eclipses the the gore and the viscera of, mm. of the killing is the laissez-faire attitude that dick and the old man have as like ah it's just a glitch like no man was like almost blown to bits in front like, of you like someone someone oh, died we'll work it out someone died and the miguel ferrer's character is like oh, oh i have i've got <laughs> the thing for you we found these glitches in the forest he, play- <laughs> he plays such a good asshole like i mean this and you know hot shots deep star six he plays just a great dick he was also the helmsman in star trek three oh, so yes. ladies and gentlemen cross it off now, damn I, bingo uh, star. Uh, so we'll star get this trek. out of the way now kermit smith uh president of the federation undiscovered country and has been on tng before yep uh the old man and uh dick and miguel ferrera all star trek alumni uh the movie is rife with them i think probably this movie other than doing an actual star trek movie this movie has the most star trek guest stars yep of any movie that we have done to date yeah i would agree so if you had the most Star Trek cameos for bingo. That's your free square. That's your free square. In the Mark off Star Trek as well. But that's a- Does Michael Gregory, though, like kind of look. No, I know this might be a stretch. And uh, and Drew, don't don't freak out. Uh, but um, Jim Varney doesn't like doesn't he kind of look like he'd be like, oh, we uh, got some bad guys in it. Or like when he's, you know. You've got 10 seconds to comply, RoboCop. Put it, put, I don't know. It, he looks like Jim Varney, okay? The SWAT team guy? Yeah. Agree to disagree. I I don't agree with you. He's got, I think it's the jawline. Sorry. Anyways. And I think that oh, Jim Varney would have been a better actor. Reasons. I mean, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm looking at him right now. I don't know if. Uh, Peter Weller's jawline was one of the main reasons why. Oh, that uh, is, yeah. That, why he was hired over Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Michael Ironside. Arnold was too buff. <laughs> yeah, they, they were afraid that if Arnold was wearing the suit, he'd look like uh, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man or yep. the Michelin Man. But uh, th- anyway, back to that scene. Uh, but that's a key part that I think a lot of people miss when they do their watch through is when Miguel Ferreira's character says, we've been bringing, placing candidates, uh, you know, and within 90 days. So they've been moving cops from outlying areas into like more dangerous, more dangerous areas so that they will get killed so that they will get a candidate. Yep. Uh, which I, I think most people on their first watch who watch who may not pick that little tidbit up. Uh, and it's an important tidbit. And it's weird how, like, there's, sp- I mean, as soon as this glitch happens in the boardroom, you know, the old man tells him, he's like, you're going to lose us $50 million in, like, interest. late, like, in interest or, like, late costs? I Is it interest? Thought it th- bank fees or interest. But, I mean, or- it was something where, like, just because it's going to be late and delayed, it's going to cost $50 million. And then in comes, oh, what's his name? What's uh, Miguel's character's name? Bob Morton. 
Okay, so when Bob comes in and he says, oh, I, I can have it ready in 90 days. And I'm like, then what what was the delay for Dick's pro like project? If you if yours is going to be ready in 90 days, like <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But I'd also like to bring the audience's attention that uh, this was Peter Weller's first day on the job. Murphy's first day on the job uh, that he gets murdered by Boddicker. Uh, now, there is the time uh, between where they're sort of rebuilding him. But all in all, this movie is... Was it the first day? I thought he got... I thought, I thought they shot his uh, death scene... No, no, not of shooting, of his, like, his oh, transfer. okay, no, no, right, 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 like, right, right. he gets transferred in and right, then sorry. he dies that day due to fucking gum pop and motherfucker... Officer Lewis, which is very much why the producer uh, actually kind of like I think the producer or it was uh, the director had said that it, this is very much an homage to something uh, such as Psycho, where our main protagonist dies in the first reel. You fucking idiot. You burn the fucking money. It's as good as Mark now. <laughs> I had to blow the door. <laughs> he's, like, he's like taking handfuls of scorched cash and like jamming it into the guy's jacket. <laughs> But I, you know, and Kerwin Smith, he looks like he's been perpetually fifty since 100%. the eighties. One hundred percent. This man weirdly doesn't age, and yet this this villain that he is, I don't know why I forget about him as the villain because he stands really? out so well, and in a weird way, yeah. maybe carries like a good half of the film. Like he is. The evilness. He's uh, absolute top best acting of the movie. Yeah. I think backed up by Miguel Ferrar mm. uh, and his just like overly yippy or yuppie like 80s coke doing boardroom executive who just wants more and more and more. When he says, uh, you know, the, ti uh, the Tigers are playing tonight. I never miss a game. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> It's that like suave. It's but, a I mean, charismatic Miguel's thug. Character, That's what he is. Miguel's character gives me the the diehard of the uh, you know Hans Boopy. Boopy. <laughs> I'm your white knight. But there's that fantastic <laughs> scene where he's in the executive bathroom and they're talking shit about Dick and all the other executives in there know that Dick's taking his dump and he comes out and that's a great scene because his little lackey like. Just as soon as Dick comes out, he fucks all right. He's like, off. I gotta go. And you see that he's peed himself. He's like, I got I got a meeting. And yeah. he's just washing <laughs> his hands like I don't I don't care. Well, like, I mean, he knows he's caught, and, and then yeah. he has to he has but to that's save the mentality. Face. Right. The face saving and I have done no wrong. Right. Fuck you. Was anyone else thoroughly <laughs> convinced, like on their first time watching, that when he reaches over and he starts like gracefully caressing the side of his head, and before he tells him like <laughs> you fucked up, like who thought they were gonna kiss just a little bit? <laughs> I was waiting for the coke to come out in the bathroom. I'm surprised they waited <laughs> for his. He's an old man. <laughs> so a, a lot of the the principal photography was done in Dallas, like the Dallas City Hall. Was it had a more OCP futuristic uh, skyline, uh, and they the Bob's house was a affluent family's house in the Dallas area, who were so pleased as pie for their house to be featured in this movie <laughs> until the content of their house being a den of coke, drugs, hookers, and then finally murder. So I mean, also, oh, you still gotta be enjoying that. You still gotta be like, this is, hey, that's my house. You we were the blow? coke house from Robocop. <laughs> that was so, my mere table. <laughs> so much to, you know, the chagrin of like not even knowing exactly Exactly what the house was specifically going to detail having happened in it and the gas station. OK, the fire department, 
the local businesses surrounding and the homeowners, that explosion, far more powerful than they knew, it blew out windows and the fire department was like, was, that, was, um, that was no. a fuck you yeah. from the special effects department to the director because the director throughout the entire film with the violence, with the explosions, it was bigger, it was, louder, it was, it was better. Too much. It wasn't so really they, enough for him. So they threw like everything they had to the explosion right. of that gas station. Because of that, okay. <laughs> 6,000 S-U-X. So because of that explosion and the chaos that it actually had, that it caused, new laws in Texas for filming had to be made and for special effects especially explosions were made specifically because of this film they fucked up so much <laughs> i want the old job about to put the tiger bomb on this film is not so <laughs> it, and i want a, I want, a, I want a sporty car that does, gets shitty gas mileage does, does it get cruise control <laughs> yeah and we'll even give you what he said he said we'll give you a something i had to look it up it's like a german radio <laughs> he's like don't fuck with me <laughs> So that that scene where RoboCop is going up to take down the uh, uh, hostage situation at City Hall, they had the actors wearing suits that they painted the thermal imaging on because the director thought it was probably more cost efficient than actually buying a thermal <laughs> camera. So the next time you watch that movie or that'll watch that that'll scene, be interesting. it's worthwhile yeah. noting that that is not actual thermal imagery. Those are just some fucking stuntmen running around in body suits. I think I've with, been painted up. You know what? I think I've been so like just accustomed to seeing at this time like thermal imaging through like Predator and other stuff that had happened before this and I'm like oh it, it, okay now this makes sense this works out fine well, and that's sort of the, the difference between a blockbuster movie like this from the 80s versus a blockbuster movie now where a blockbuster movie from the 80s after the main cast credits roll then you would have like the three paragraphs of stuntmen sure versus now you have six paragraphs of visual effects artists Mm. So, I, and depending on the film, yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, Drew, you said you didn't think that there was anything terribly bad about the 2014 version, but do you think the computer graphics of the updated version somehow made it better than the the practical special effects from? I don't think. I don't think a lot of times that new CGI is going to surpass practical effects in in no way shape or form george lucas just threw up somewhere that's fine that's fine (laughs) and and i'll tell you right now the the perfect example we can go back is 1982's the thing versus the 2011 prequel sorry your cgi does not hold a candle in any way shape or form to the original practical effects. I'm not saying that it makes it a worse movie, but in no way, shape, or form does it beat the the effort and the and not to knock people who do that job. But it, it's a completely different category of artistry. And I have I have a bit more respect for people who are doing well, the practical it, it has effects. Its place. Like for instance, Thor Love and Thunder, which we watched I last weekend. Haven't seen you it. couldn't do without computer generated special no. effects okay like it just it could not right. be done right there's no amount of practical and i think i think depending on the paintings film, sure. that could have really pulled off that however 
and there's happy mediums we've had in the past. We've talked about Willow, sure, uh, where they have done and Aliens, yeah, uh, where there have been sort of amalgamation of the two. So this again fits into that sort of that Goldilocks zone of 100%. 1980s movies just before the dawn of those special those computer generated special 100%. effects, where it is sort of has reached its pinnacle in a movie like RoboCop. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I, I would uh, just very much agree that it, it is very much dependent upon the film where like a C, obviously CGI is going to be more practical. It's definitely more cost efficient. And it's it, it, take all that away and let's just have common sense. Like, OK, take example for like Guardians of the Galaxy. OK, they're not going to build a huge set for an intergalactic prison. They'll have a few cells and they'll have like the hallway and, you know, the, you know, lineup. Turn to the side. Well, and back that's again. The, the trade-off where you can expand the set. Because sure. When you look at RoboCop on the surface, it's a very small movie. You know, there are scenes from the uh, the police station, uh, the boardroom, and then like a couple convenience stores, some streets, and an old chemical or steelworks factory. That's it as far as the yeah. setting, and that's that's what they use to work and make. I think a pretty good story and it's over a lot quicker than, than I think it's not quite two hours long, but it seems like the movie is sort of at its finale by the time uh, you sort of look up, but it's, it's still a good, I mean, it's, it's one of those movies where once you finish it, you can really give the full kind of scope of it and go, that was good. It, if you kind of pause it, and reflect upon it at any point oftentimes you're just kind of like do i want to keep watching this no but like it's again there's there's parts where you're just like this is eh, like is this even you know really what i want to watch although the murder scene is so over the top and just like wait a minute what the hell am i (laughs) but in a weird way it doesn't it kind of like the gore reminds you of the shock and awe of like Scarface when like there he's in the shower and his brother's getting cut up by the chainsaw and you're just like mm. holy sh- what there's a fucking chain they're they're doing this <laughs> or or even dead yeah. alive uh, yeah I mean well gosh <laughs> that's almost to the point of like like almost enjoyable absurdity to the amount of blood and guts but i mean i can tell you i can i can agree with nathan i mean even in various there's certain horror movies where i've watched something where not not a lot's gonna and like, you've only seen a few horror a few, movies a few. you're not really just a big a fan i mean not much not much to mention <laughs> it's just, but it's whoffer thin whoffer thin but some <laughs> it's a tiny taste some i have seen where like it's just it's horrifyingly shocking like the the style and the way that it's being done because like most time if someone's gonna die in a movie especially a horror film I'm just like oh, okay that happened cool all right or I or I saw that coming but I remember a couple of months back like I saw I think I saw the first a couple of months I mean like maybe about a year or two ago I saw the first Terrifier movie with Art the Clown and the way he kills one girl he drives a chainsaw down her middle like straight through her vag and she's hung upside down and he's just running it he's i figured it was like a chainsaw or a meat cleaver doesn't matter he just runs it right straight down her in the middle and i remember sitting there going like oh oh." and it's just it's it's more shocking because it's it's like a kill that you like i've never seen before when and i think that's the achilles tendons on the any like oh yeah always stuck with me i'm like 
oh, oh no, 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 no. I'm 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 done with this. I I'm good. Jack Jack is uncomfortable. It, it makes you uncomfortable. And I think that's what makes good horror. But for this, this was just like uncomfortable because for me it was a uh, green inferno. Oh Which part? dude. I mean the whole thing. All oh, of it. Um, Let's just go all of it. Jeez, the guy being eaten by the ants. But um, no, I told my wife never again. No, I. You know what? I, I've watched it once, and thank you, Eli Roth, for the movie. I guess, but I, I don't want to watch it again because it's it's so intense and very honestly. uncomfortable. A bit. Yeah. Movies like that, like that, and Hostel. What what kills me is that there is no relief. Like there's be, you know, there's no <laughs> no, there's not. Like, okay, well. Hostile too. Well, there's a bit of a relief. At least Robocop bounces out by like dick shotting yeah. the next the person. The next and scene. speaking of dick shotting, that's the relief for <laughs> Hostile too. When the girl's like, you know, the guy calls her a bitch, and she's like, "What did you call me?" And you know, no one can leave the room until someone no, dies. No. And he walks. She walks back over, cuts off his junk, feeds it to the dog, and then she said, "There." Let him bleed out, and now, then she walks away. What so if, that's your payoff for Hostile too. What if that fictional woman? Uh, after that terrifying, traumatic experience of almost being raped and then having RoboCop shoot a dude's dick off <laughs> by fire between her, her, her skirted legs. What if that becomes like her kink and she just can't get off anymore unless oh, like Jesus. someone like discharges a gun like between her thighs? Like, oh, oh, uh, no, oh, 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 do it. <laughs> So she's gonna like set up like some guy across the street yeah, with a like gun, the, the and then she just walks around like, "Man, I hope Park. no like, one catches me in this dark up. alley." Like she pulls a string, and like the gun, the gun goes off between her legs, so she can feel the heat of its passing. <laughs> I don't know. Don't kink shame her. Don't kink shame her. <laughs> I need a hot muzzle right between my legs. And, and he made me put it on. And I had to do it. Oh, God, I had to do it. Take it off. Take it off me. <laughs> oh, seven. Uh, he's the um, he's the psychopathic uh, hologram that was killing the crew in Star Trek. He was also the uh, one glider pilot from oh. Saving Shut Private Ryan. Watch more Star Trek. <laughs> and then somebody welded steel plates to the floor yeah. to protect the general's jeep. All that for what, man? One man. When you Fubar. guys saw Peter Weller in the newer, you know, the new Star Trek in uh, what, Into Darkness, should have <laughs> let me sleep. You did, I mean, me were you? Sleep. Did you have this like, oh, it's Peter Weller from RoboCop? Holy shit! Or were you just kind of like, oh, cool? I generally have that reaction because Peter Weller is not like he's been in over two hundred. He's he's credited over two hundred times, but he's not in. Like a lot of things. No. And when he does crop up, then yes. It was I'm a like, pleasant surprise. Mm, Peter Weller. It's kind of like now. Uh, with- no, I'm sorry. That's that's Dr. Peter Weller. Oh, that's PhD. Yeah. Who got his PhD in Renaissance Italian art from the University of Southern California. Mm. Uh, so if you go look up his Wikipedia, it's not Peter Weller. It is Dr. Peter Weller. Dr. Peter. Which Peter Weller, like nobody thinks like, you know, expert of uh, early Renaissance Italian art. I think that's kind of badass. Sort of like uh, Brian May from Queen being like a uh, biochemist or Or, something uh, like that. Or Dolph Lundgren who has like a botany degree. Uh, I will grow you. Botany, (laughs) bruh. 
<laughs> I just want to see him like as retired and just like you know, Rocky, welcome to my store, and he's just like, I will grow you. No. <laughs> just whispering to <laughs> uh, so uh so this uh this this uh uh iguana i bought from you is there any sort of guarantee on how long it lives <laughs> if it dies it dies <laughs> <laughs> that's that'd be the best thing for him just like work at like an outpatient clinic it's like should i be worried doctor <laughs> if you die you die <laughs> this iguana is no more it has ceased to be <laughs> Segmontes. Uh, okay. Robocop. Yeah, let me grab a bear. Uh, talk amongst yourself. Uh, I will give you a uh, a topic. Uh, did uh, Truman use the bomb to win World War II or scare the Soviets? Uh, go ahead and scare the Soviets. I'll buy that for a dollar. I'll go with scare the Soviets. But but you know, by scaring the Soviets, did that allow him to win? It was, it was, Jack just burped at me. It was from Coffee Talk, the Saturday Night Live. Coffee Talk? I mentioned Coffee Talk today. I told my kids, I'm like, we're going to sit down. We have topics. We're going to talk. True, they have never seen the 1990s. No, the dead the stares the they gave about. me. The dead stares. They're all like, what is that? I'm like, it's an SNL skit. And they're like, like, like Keenan? And I'm like, no, counseling? like Mike Myers, you like fetuses. I, even, uh, even, uh, um, <laughs> Oh God! What's his name? International Band of Mystery. Oh. Fucking uh, Dana Carvey. No, 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 no. no. Uh, uh, but but uh, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Yeah. I, I think even that is out of their wheelhouse. Mm, I mean, maybe if maybe. they're like a real cinephile, like this is from before I was born. Nineteen ninety nine. I had a kid today. They're all like, "Oh man!" I mean, my grandma's kind of old, and I'm like. Define old. She was like, born in 1970. She uh. like she's like, man, my grandma's like 52, and I'm all like, man, thank God 52 is old. I remember when it was middle age. Yeah, yeah it was a good movie back in 2002. <laughs> I wasn't born yet. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> all right, so uh, our first segment is, I'd buy that for a dollar. RoboCop was a bit of a cultural phenomenon when it came out. While I didn't see the movie until sometime later in the mid-90s, I would nevertheless had a RoboCop action figure and played the NES RoboCop video game, which the title screen before you hit start, there's a very bad dub of going, come with me, dead or alive. But it's like terrible uh, uh is there something similar from your own childhood a movie or show that was popular enough for you to play with the toys or other merchandise but were too young yet to watch if not what movie or show did you lust after or cover the toys from but your parents refused access to so i'll, I'll take this off real quick because it's going to be short and sweet i did not want to obviously repeat the simpsons again but but it takes me back to my old days of Video City here in, in Baco, when it used to be here, and where the back room, which used to be the adult section, but they turned it into the horror room. And you had to go over this old creaky bridge and you would go inside. I remember always Ooh. going inside, grabbing like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween, just these VHS tapes and coming back out and going to my dad going like, please, please, <laughs> I want to watch day? these. <laughs> Is today the day? And I would always be like sent back to like go put them back. And by that time, 
going Drew's back inside. Goes, no apprentice <laughs> this year. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. But going back and putting him inside, it, I mean, it it didn't do anything to like, you know, sway me from not wanting to watch them because going back inside, I just went to the next row and I just kept looking at more and more and more and more. So there were no toys per se, but there was just the beautiful VHS cover art. And inside there was a fun, and I told, I told the story before, but there was this fun little like display that they had made of an old coffin and like burnt and broken uh, VHS tapes and a hand coming out of the coffin. Is this why you have bookcases of horror DVDs? Maybe. Are you trying to recapture that magic, Drew? Hey, guess what, Dad? <laughs> Most of them are, are horror. <laughs> Look who's watching these I know. movies now. <laughs> Yes, they are. I maybe. Oh, Jack has unrooted my deep psychological <laughs> need. It's, it's, usually, it is uh, sexual uh, <laughs> sexual feelings about the mother. But 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 for true, it is the the horror <laughs> movies from horror Video movies. Cities in the nineteen nineties. <laughs> oh. I'll allow it. Now let's do some cocaine. So for me, <laughs> um. The movie or show that I would lust after that I and covet the toys, boy howdy. So my neighbor Alex Bokitis was allowed anything and everything that he wanted. Like any Sounds like a little bit of jealousy, Nathan. Oh, just Do, a... Would you like to talk about that a little more? I would. He had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys. He had straight up Ghostbuster backpacks. Two of them. Oh, and like the the photon trap. It, You're like I could have with, 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 with the, the, the curl pool, oh pool floating. Gosh, I uh, wanted them so bad, and I and at that age I hadn't watched Ghostbusters. It was just a little bit, you know, not my time. And saw in theater, of course, Jack. Of oh. course you did. But not only that, of my parents Jack were very did. religious and were like, no, that's, you know, ghosts and probably demons and you'll probably go to hell. So, no, we're not watching that. And <laughs> I would play Ghostbusters over at Alex's house and I would run around and he gave me the, like, the older one, the blue one. And he had the purple backpack that shot out this plastic. Uh, oh, my. But you know what? I was happy. I was so happy to play with that. I did not care if. If he gave me the hand-me-down, or if I had to pretend with, like, my own backpack, whatever. I wanted to play Ghostbusters or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I had G.I. Joes. I had Micro Machines. I had all kinds of stuff. Did mm-hmm. not have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they were, quote-unquote, too violent. They did karate. Uh, I had the, the blimp. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles blimp that you could you blow up. I didn't have the party oh. wagon, though. My neighbor I had, had the, the party, party wagon, wagon and the subterranean uh, hangout headquarters. Oh. Uh, I was always a little jealous of My that. My parents never bought, like, the, the bases. Well, I had all... Just the of, action figures. I had all of the, like, the core. Like, I had Splinter, the four turtles, right? Bebop, Rocksteady. I had some foot soldiers. Uh, but then they started coming out with, like, the really weird ones. Like, there was, like... The chicken man who had like egg grenades, like uh, somebody out there I don't knows remember that. what I'm talking about. Uh, Casey, oh Casey Jones, yes. Um, but uh, for me, uh, and this is uh, a story I may have told it in season one or season two, but I'm, I'm going to tell it again. But uh, there was the local supermarket in uh, Dublin, Ohio, outside of Columbus. It was called Golden Eagle. 
And every time we'd go there, they had not a whole lot of toys, but they had one of those stand-up racks with with you know the packaged action figures hanging yeah. off of it. Yeah. And one of them, and I didn't realize this until later on in the 90s, one of them was a Arnold Schwarzenegger action figure from the movie Commando. He had, yes. the, he had the black face paint. Uh, you know, shirtless. He yep. had the quad okay. rocket launcher and like the the machine gun. And <clears throat> every time I would go to the store with my mom, can I get this place? Can I get this place? Can I get this place? Never happened until I got a nice crispy five dollar bill mm. uh, in a in a card from my great grandmother and took that down with my mother to the uh, the the Golden Eagle. And today was the day. And I knew right where it was. And I, I I didn't even put it in the shopping cart. I clutched it to my <laughs> breast like a newborn child. And this was, I think my dad had the only credit card. And so for my mom, it was either cash or a checkbook. And so we go to the uh, checkout. And my mom didn't have enough cash for the groceries she had bought. And she'd forgotten her checkbook at home. But if we put the action figure aside and she borrowed my five dollars she could make it out the door with the groceries so she's trying to explain to me like a five or six year old oh, no. that we're gonna come right back oh, and buy no. this meanwhile i'm clutching this thing to my breast going, like, don't take my money from my cold dead hands my birthday money not like this not like this <laughs> Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. We, long story short, we came back and we got, but my mom said that's one of the most embarrassing moments of her motherhood was me screaming in the uh, the, the checkout lane while everybody's looking on because they think that she's stealing her her little child's <laughs> birthday money to make ends meet with the groceries. Jack goes home and he just, and he just, just goes, Christ, I'm tired, mom. <laughs> Same goddamn gook every day. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, all right. So, uh, memory lane. Robocop has flashbacks of his life as Murphy. At one point, he even goes back to his old house. Let's say you're Robocop. What humorous location would your new cyborg self autopilot you uh, to from your old life? I can go first on this one. Um, it's pretty simple. I would go to Jerry's Pizza in Bakersfield, California. Uh, because that is where I spent um, a good portion of my teen years, and is it still a store? And yeah, uh, it's changed it ownership. I don't think I've ever had Jerry's Pizza. I I've honestly never. Wait, I think I've been there so once, so. but but that's just it. the bands. <laughs> it's it's, so it's so not really a place not to really go a, get like you know food. You go there for the, the entertainment. The shows, um, that alleyway that is as dirty as you can The mosh pits. Get, the <laughs> very poorly ventilated downstairs basement where I would almost pass <laughs> out because of the mosh pits. Yeah, great place and lots of fun. And then the second place would be the uh, old tree house that we built on government land um, by our house. <laughs> Not our <laughs> land. Definitely the government. You're a felon. <laughs> But yeah, that's where I would autopilot to. Okay. Um. So there's a running joke. Uh. Well, actually, it's 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 not a running. It's, it's a just my joke. wife. Uh, joking to me. Uh, <laughs> that uh, apparently. Um, and this is her supposition, not mine. <laughs> that I uh, use Wiener Schnitzel locations as cardinal landmarks. Okay. For like going around town. <laughs> 
So like uh, case in point, our uh, so I I got my my barber slash hairstylist about uh, over a decade ago. I've been going with the same gal for for all that time. She used to be on the corner of Oak and Truxton, and then her her couple of her her other stylist friends they got like their own little place, which is over by like the Albertsons off of uh, Coffee. Uh, where like crushes and Meany Avenue, and so I told her just in passing, I was like, "Yeah, so like you you go past Rosedale down Coffee, past the Wiener Schnitzel, first right." And so her she took that to mean that I could just tell her anywhere to go in Bakersfield by citing a convenient Wiener Schnitzel location. Uh, folks who are not from the uh, California area, Wiener Schnitzel <laughs> is not. A German restaurant. Uh, and they do not sell schnitzel. Uh, it is a California hot dog stand that does uh, chili dogs and other various hot dog uh, based food. Chili dogs. The chi- uh, some, sometimes uh, there's sometimes nothing meaner than one of them chili they dogs. They hit just right. Um, so yeah. Brooke describes it as dishwater hot dogs well and they're still i think they're great did, but did, yeah they're not did brooke ever get a chance to to try a cincinnati chili uh skyline when when you guys i know when you came for the wedding you were there for like 24 hours so probably not but did you we did not we so and it's weird we went to a restaurant there and had i had like ch- like chiliano or so- something that was like oh Mexican food. Oh, don't do that in Ohio. And they're sitting on it and I was like, oh, this was, <laughs> this was, this was dumb. Like, <laughs> this was not the right choice. most restaurants in Ohio and it's like, oh, I'll just get some chips and salsa. Like, that's that's New York City salsa. New York <laughs> City? And that, 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 that's chips out of a right. bag. But no, no, I understand. Drew, yeah. um. <laughs> where would you autopilot? Well, you know, honestly, uh, going back to... Uh, if if I were to the horror section, <laughs> if I could be there now, da, 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 it, it would probably go to one. They of, have a uh, little coffin and some sound effects too. So one, of, probably one of like two places. I'd probably go back to my friend Tia's house, where a lot of like my high school years were. You know, just that's where we all hung out. That's where we all you know sat down, watched movies, played pool. You know, hung out in the hot tub. Like this was our like location to just chill. And her parents were so just mellow about everything it'd be like 11 o'clock at night they poke their head out of their bedroom door and they're like you guys still good okay good night you want some fruit punch and some chili dip <laughs> i mean it would either be that or going back to the empty space theater and i mean even in you know retrospect to the the bakersfield community theater as well but the empty space theater Man, just going back in there and I can see like every production of Rocky Horror that I've done with my friends and just the just again, like the the hoot and a half capacity of fun, debauchery and just just a good time until like three in the morning with these people. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, our next segment, not the stairs. Uh, if you were Ed 209, what would your fatal weakness be? Now, this isn't. This is actually a uh, a satire of a lot of things uh, in the technological realm that are still going on today. For example, having to pay a subscription fee to access the butt warmers on your new vehicle, BMW. Thank you very much for that. Wow. Having to pay a subscription fee for the autopilot on your Tesla. This this has those are just a few small minor examples, but if you want your 
your multi-million dollar defense robot to be able to navigate stairs <laughs> that might be a also, little bit extra you'll why, need why did the sound that the ed209 make the oh pig <laughs> would you like to know i would like to know more would you like to know because it's actually click, click. it's actually the sound of pigs being slaughtered why 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 the it's, hell would that it's be literally the sound of pigs having their throats slit Who it was programmed just trying to give the robot it's a it's a real sound watch no uh good. in search of tomorrow <laughs> no 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 what i'm saying is watch in search of tomorrow Your the pigs. 80s the 80s no, sci-fi doc pigs. <laughs> and the special effects artists on there they're all like this is what we did, and this is what the sound clip down. is, and I have to live with that now. Like that was on there, and it, I'm like, that is it, sort of like, super like fascinating. But man, that's dark as hell. With the toddler having a tantrum because it's like stopping its legs, and right? Like, eh, right. But stairs. yeah, that's that's the reason for the sound, Nathan, because it is horrible. Okay, so as for I think I thought of like two things that would definitely be my downfall. One, much like the robot itself, uh, I I don't like unsecured heights. Okay, unsecured heights. I'm I'm probably gonna fall. Um, I'm gonna feel uneasy. That's just it. Secondly, uh, balls coming up my face. If you have like a <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Jack. <laughs> what did Cinderella say when she got to the ball? <laughs> Daddy, well, what happens when you have balls on your chest? Well, those are chestnuts. Daddy, what about if you have balls on your chin? Oh, hell no. You got a dick in your mouth, bitch. <laughs> okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dr. Dre, the chronic. Jesus. So, like, I mean, like, if someone throws, like, a football, a baseball, a basketball, I, I don't even care if it's, like, a soft foam Nerf ball. I, I just, ha I, I clench and I, I flinch up. Jesus. So we're never picking you for our dodgeball team. Dodgeball. Never. I don't know. I was pretty good at dodgeball, though. Maybe it was a different type of like game and mentality. But anything, that's the one where man, balls are know. thrown at your I face. I always feel like it's gonna hit me in the face. <laughs> so you you need you need it. No, you, you it was something to give different. Consent. Like it, yes, you may put your balls near my face. Whereas before, it's sort of like oh, now I don't know. Hashtag G, me too. Four, three. I don't know. It face. was it was something different. Did you say hashtag me too? <laughs> I did. Fuck off. I don't know. It, it's different. It's different. <laughs> Uh, continue. So my uh, my weakness, I honestly think, would be silence. Like I can do silence for a while, but there comes a point where, even uh, when we were talking about like hiking and stuff like that, I can listen to to nature or just kind of the the sound of my own footsteps for a time. But I, I don't know if it's just the the hyperactivity inside of me that's like I need to be doing something I'm just going to talk like dead air I don't like uh, this of things of people even thinking I'm just kind of like uh, oh, uh, do, you, do you have any other questions is there anything I can help you with I silence kills me so how it goes over when Brooks uh, you know mad no, and goes and I'm just like we are this close to divorcing if you don't start talking about our issues. Yeah, no. <laughs> Speak to me! <laughs> you bitch, let's work it out! <laughs> uh, so, um... <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, high fidelity. Oh. So, for me, uh, it is um, children's birthday parties. 
<laughs> I hate them so much. So, so much. Like, I wish I could just bring a book and then just sit in the corner and read my book because I don't know what to do. Like, you say, happy birthday, here's a gift. Uh, and then the rest, like, it's not fun. It's, there's, <laughs> you, you meet all these other parents and they're fucking shit kids and everybody's making like, oh, your kid's more shit than my kid. And, uh, uh, you know, I just, I really, I'm always the first person to be like pulling an Irish goodbye. Like, mm. oh, where'd the just go? No, Jack was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> as soon as the, ca- as soon as the candles were blown up, they're like, all right, we can make traffic. See you guys. I just uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank, so, you, um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Friends, uh, friends and family out there, invite my wife uh, and my my kids to those things. Uh, leave me out of it. Uh, I'll happily send a gift. Uh, I'll send a good gift just to say I'm sorry because I'd much rather be doing anything else. <laughs> I, I think it. almost wow. getting my teeth drilled at the dentist because at least there's a purpose. No mm. one's gonna remember. No one's gonna remember Uncle he's Jack so at that one it. birthday party where he's just just dying inside. <laughs> I Which it. I I kind of do I like so the much. fact, and it's the only only good part about my nieces and nephews living in Ohio. I send them some badass fucking gifts, and I give them a five minute phone call, and we're out. Like I don't have to do like the six hour birthday a thon with the fucking like the the blow the the bounce house and all this fucking stupid shit. There we Nathan, go. Nathan, next time you come we'll back into go town, go we're gonna celebrate out. the the last uh, two birthdays that Ethan has had. <laughs> Please do. Please do. I'm, I'm coming drunk. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Please do. We'll, we'll, we'll be well prepared. Happy fucking birthday! <laughs> Who's a little shit? No, no, turn around. Don't watch, is, don't watch is, me. Is that Jack Peanut behind the clown? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> don't watch it. In fact, in fact, pin this on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, next up <laughs> uh, let's see um, dead or alive you're coming with me we find out that Robocop subsists on a rudimentary paste now tell me the one food that will sustain you should you become Robocop Jack. think carefully there is no going oh. back uh, cheeseburgers hmm Y'all thought I was going to say hot dogs or no. something like that, but you can overdo that. But I've never, like, never met a cheeseburger yet that I have not finished, unless it was like just awful. grossly undercooked. Right. In fact, uh, I used to have some friends early on when I moved here, uh, where they would show up, two or three of them, with just sacks full of cheap cheeseburgers mm. from uh, McDonald's or Burger King. And we're, you know, playing Dungeons and Dragons and the Star Wars RPG. And that was it. There was no chips. There's no punch. But there are maybe 20 cheeseburgers sure. uh, that you can help yourself to and doll it up. You know, you can... You can have a plain cheeseburger. If you feel like you uh, need a little salad, you could put some <laughs> lettuce, tomato, and some onion, and some condiments on that. Uh, so uh, you can you can guide True. the nutritional aspects of your cheeseburger uh, to that. But yes, the humble cheeseburger. Hmm. I, I 
I originally was going to go with something like kind of special as nachos, but I think I'm just going to stick with my go to because there is uh, much like Jack says, like I've never met uh, really a, a time or a piece of it that I didn't finish or didn't particularly, you know, enjoy unless it was just awful. And there's variety. So I'm, I'm just going to go with sushi because sushi is my go to. I just you know what? I could live on it forever. You should be good. Well, I hope you your mercury levels remain. Well, <laughs> well that's your Robocop. That's so you the, should be fine. And that's the great thing. A lot of it, you know, since the variety, you don't have to have fish all the time. You can have vegetarian Fair sushi. Mm. I uh, wanted to go with some type Thanksgiving of, dinner. I wanted to go either that or some type <laughs> of barbecue, but the problem is Pepsi. Lots of Pepsi. That none of them compare to noodles. I ah, he's going drunken noodles. I can't get enough noodles. And when I go on diets, I think about noodles. And when I, <laughs> I when I'm not eating noodles, I'm thinking about noodles. When I'm eating, so, a so when you're on your diet, like, are you watching those YouTube videos of like the old Chinese men doing like the hand pulled noodles where they're like slapping out a table, and you're like, yeah, that's right, stretch, stretch those noodles, out. you dirty oh, bird. What kind of sauce are you gonna put on that, Tashiki? Are you gonna you gonna put <laughs> look on at really how good... thin those noodles are? It's like my heartstrings. <laughs> when there's a soba, I hardly <laughs> knew ye. When they're doing a something about like how uh, the soy, like the us in Japan, you know, like the how they still make authentic ones. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Show it on the show it on the noodles. Put it put it on the no. noodles. <laughs> no. Put can it on you the just noodles. can you oh. dip it a little bit? Alfredo Slow. sauce, yes, please. Slower. On noodles, like yeah, it's, <laughs> I can't get enough of them. I love them. There you go. Hot nudes, cold nudes, even nudes for little girls. Send oh, nudes, nudes, yeah. nudes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, what would you guys rate 1987's Robocop? Uh, well, it's it's going to get a four out of five of the uh, <laughs> of the uh, exposed body parts that uh, that Murphy technically lost because he lost everything but his head. <laughs> I would take three out of four snorts of coke. Before <laughs> a little, little the old schnee. Uh, before bumps. Um, get lost, bitches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bitches leave. <laughs> well, I never. Are you gonna call me? <laughs> I, I think I do. A uh, hundred and eighty-five out of the two hundred squibs oh. uh, that were attached to poor Mister Keeney wow. uh, when he was uh, brutally murdered by Ed Two Hundred Nine. Uh, so what is coming up for the real fields? So I believe Nathan has old person, old person, old movie, old person movie. And, uh, then later in October, I bring you satire, but it will be horror. It will be horror. We, we know. We, we're aware. We're aware. We're aware. Uh, we never doubted you for a second, As uh, we are heading into football season, uh, we'll be rounding out uh, the end of October with Americanische Fußball. The football. Oh, the football. Oh, the football. 
So uh, mm. yeah, that will that will be we'll be getting close, groovy, and the... and the Patreon. Are, are we not slipping that in? Nah, I think Drew, <laughs> you and I may may just have to. Do I think that. we just Cody, need to bite the bullet and just. We'll I don't just think do it. Cody is going to be available. Yeah. He said because I invited him over for the the twenty fourth, right? Uh, and he said he's tapped out on on vacation days. Right. He'd only be able to make hams. And I, and I think Jack Jack and I can handle that. Um, not to busy Nathan because I know Nathan gets busy. Um, and, you and we us. can double that up. I you feel have to, like you have to. I feel like Hamish <laughs> from uh, Braveheart. They uh, come back and they're like, "Oh, I'm here for Hamza." So I'm like, smash your head with a rock like a worm. Right. So I think I think we can double up the Patreon with um, possibly our uh, grab baggins episode. That can be a twofer for there. And that's a good celebration. The Patreons don't let us train with weapons, so we, we train with <laughs> we train with demo reels. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Lord of Goshen. Uh, <sighs> well, uh, how, Drew, how can people get a hold of us? Oh gosh, well, you know, guys, you can always look us up on Facebook and Instagram. Search for the Real Feels Podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter. We are at Real Feels Pod. Send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail and of course, you know, spread the word, tell your friends, you can catch us on any podcatcher. You can also leave a four, nah, scratch that, five star review on Apple Podcasts. Landing gear. Landing gear. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, get us, get us more <laughs> to uh, the, the top of the charts. Spread those real feels loves. But you can also call the Tooch Line. Six six one three seven six zero zero three zero. We tooch for a living here, Murphy. No, you can't have any coffee right now. <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, yeah, no listeners out there to quote, oh, uh, Clarence Boddicker, where's my fucking phone call? Give us a call on the tooch give line. Just give us a tooch. Just a tooch. I assume no Patreon. We can assume. Uh, Ah, he wrote a good intro. That was a good intro. I do the intro. You got four. Four segments. Not one, but two, but three, but four. Four. Four segments. All right. Well, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, Be sure to keep an eye out for those Drew's Clues coming up for Nathan's old movie. And uh, we'll catch you next time. And as always, remember, you're the realist. And the feelin'. Get out of here, bitches. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. (laughs) 